Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to Namaste and Shit with Aina Spirit Walker, true stories of a mystic's life. Hello, my name's Aina Spirit Walker, in case you haven't guessed, and I am an animal communicator, a healer, a medicine woman, a medium, and so much more, and I have 25 years experience. Now, I'm starting my very first podcast with a story that is actually an answer to a question that a lot of people ask me, and that question is, how did you get started in all this? And the truth is, it's not really a quick answer. So I'm actually really excited to share it with you today. So when I was 29 years old, I'm 50 right now. When I was 29 years old, I was a stay-at-home mom and I had two beautiful kids. I had, um, my son was just over two years old and my daughter was an infant and I was the super mom. So I was the mom that I did the breastfeeding. I did the making all the baby food. I went to all the mommy and me classes. It was, I took mother, (laughs) I took being a mama very seriously and I loved it. I really, really loved it. But there was also part of me that was really had, it was almost like a whisper, like something's missing or, um, you know, something, something in my life wasn't quite right. I couldn't really put my finger on it. It was like this longing that was always in the background. Right about that time, there was this huge cascade of events that happened in our house that I was not aware that they were connected until the very end. So I'll give you the breakdown. The first thing we noticed was our aloe plant was starting to shrivel up. Now that may seem very minor. This aloe plant we had since it was really small and it actually grew up. So it was probably about four inches tall when we got it. And at this point it was in a ginormous pot on the floor and the leaves spread out to be about four foot wide. It was huge. And we absolutely love this aloe plant. It was so much part of a family of our family that, you know, if my kids were running by my son, actually, my little one couldn't, my daughter couldn't run yet. But if my son ran by and like accidentally clipped a piece off, he would apologize to the plant. We love that aloe plant. It was so special. Aloe plant started shriveling up. Uh, The other thing that was happening was our cat Spot. Now Spot was amazing. I'll just take a moment to tell you This beautiful creature was this pure white, long-haired, beautiful cat that I had adopted from my friend. She had a bunch of Rottweilers and they were chasing Spot a lot. So I took Spot on. Now, when we adopted Spot, she had, and when she got named, she had a little black spot on her head. And as she grew older, it grew out. So we had a pure white cat named Spot and it actually totally fit her personality. Now, what was happening was Spot was laying in my bedroom closet and she would not move and she was wilting away. She wouldn't eat and she was getting skinnier and skinnier. She was completely tired. Obviously, she wasn't eating or drinking anything. And I did what, you know, I think most animal caretakers would is I took her to the vet. We got tons of tests done. We got the blood work. We got um, scans. We got all these things. Um, on paper, nothing was wrong with spot, but their spot laid in this one area in my bedroom closet. Um, the other thing that was happening was that when my children were down for a nap, now, when you have little kids, nap time is sacred. And that means that you're so tired 
that if you are blessed to be able to get both your kids down for a nap, guess what? You get a nap too. Thank God. So I would lay down and try to take a nap. Um, but what was happening as these, these dominoes started falling was I was hearing these footsteps when I laid my kids down to bed. And the footsteps, now I could hear it on the carpet. So it's kind of like a crunch, crunch, crunch. Um, and I would hear the footsteps in the hallway and come towards the bed and stop right at the foot of the bed. And I would sit up and there was nothing there. So then I would like, I'd be pissed off, like, damn it. You know, I'm thinking it's the kids. And I slowly open the door to check on them and they, they're both in bed. My daughter was, was a, an infant, but you know, my son, I thought for sure that was him. And I kept thinking, damn, they're fast. Damn. You know, (laughs) how am I not catching them? Um, so that was happening. Then my son started waking up. This is during nap time. Usually actually it was like every three hours, but that's kind of like around nap time anyway, when they're little, they sleep a lot if you're lucky. Um, so like every three hours, my son would be screaming and nap time specifically, he would wake up screaming and pointing at something, something. I don't know what he was pointing at. I couldn't see anything. And I, at first I was like, okay, he's just having a bad dream and try to console him. And he was there was no consoling him. He was upset and it got very quickly got to a point, um, maybe within a matter of a week, it got to a point where this well-adjusted potty trained, articulate two-year-old boy who was happy, was stuttering, pissing himself constantly sweating and terrified every several hours screaming and throwing like tissues at something. And I had no idea how to help him. At the same time, my infant daughter, when I would pick her up um, out of her crib, um, I could see her looking at something or fixating on something. And of course I could not see anything, but I would see her looking at something and I would walk in a circle around the room and her, she would keep her gaze on that one specific spot. Okay. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on now. At that time, I had absolutely no beliefs beyond anything, anything beyond this physical world. I have no belief system in, right? So, but clearly something was happening. And I remember very distinctly hearing my son cry and cry and cry. And his father and I didn't know what to do to help him because there was no consoling him at all. And I remember we were just holding each other, listening to our son cry and just asking spirit or God, um, please help us, please help us. I had decided, okay, so it's definitely spirits, like whatever that is. There's something I need to be able to help my kid. I just was so distraught. So, um, you know, like most people, I didn't, I'm like, okay, so who's a psychic? I'm like thinking, I'm like looking up who are famous psychics, right? And that was like before Google really like took off, but I knew there were like CDs I had seen um, of this woman called Sylvia Brown, who's a very, very well-known psychic. And I thought if I can get hold of her, she can help us. She can help us. So I found a number to get a session with her and I called the number and it was like, and this was 30 years ago, mind you, it was a thousand dollars to get a session with her. And there was a three month wait. Oh, my heart sunk. 
Um, but if we got a session with her son, Sylvia Brown's son, it was $500 and the wait was like one month. And with a single income family with two little kids, that was just devastating. But for us, that was just like, we could not do it. Um, so, you know, again, we're feeling completely helpless. And at that time, by the way, side note, I was selling um, herbs and supplements, right? So that's an important part of the story. So I get this phone call probably a day or two after that. And again, I'm still like trying to read books and find things. I can't figure anything out on my own. A woman calls me and she says, I found your flyer um, about your supplements in the Delaware Mall. Now, I lived in New Jersey. And I said to her, I've never been to the Delaware Mall. You must be mistaken. I didn't even know Delaware had a mall. And she said, well, it says, you know, and she read it off. And I said, well, okay. Yeah, that's, that's my flyer. Okay. That's, I have no idea how that got there, but that's cool. So um, we started talking a little bit about supplements and she can hear my son crying in the background. He was crying all the time. It was terrible. Um, Wow. It's really emotional. So um, she could hear my son crying in the background and she asked me what was going on. And I said, you know, I, I really, I don't know how to explain it. I have no idea. He's, he's terrible. He's afraid of something and I can't see it and I don't know how to help him. And and I just, um, you know, I just started talking about like trying to get a hold of Sylvia Brown or something like I, I just like, you know, the door, the, the door started opening, you know, and stuff was just coming out. And this woman says, yes, and I see that he has beautiful blue eyes and he's very sensitive to spirits. And I just started crying, crying like I could not believe because I felt like someone understood what was happening in my house. Someone knew what to do. And here this woman was in training and um, she said she would contact the woman who was training her and they would come over. And I, I offered to make them a meal because I didn't know she, she knew that, you know, money wasn't like, we didn't have a lot of money because we had like young kids and, and one income. So they, these beautiful women offered to come from Delaware to New Jersey it was a couple hours drive for them to check out the house and help us out. Oh my gosh. I was just elated and I had no idea how they could possibly help. But if they knew what the hell was going on, then so be it. I will make you the biggest fucking meal I could put together. <laughs> Thank you. So these beautiful women come over and they're walking through the house and it was kind of like, for me, it was like watching a magic show, you know, because I didn't see anything. I didn't, I didn't understand what they were doing and they're talking to each other. Like, do you see that? Yeah, I see that. Okay. So we're going to go over here and we're going to go up here. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Um, whatever. So, um, they walk upstairs and of course my beautiful cat spot is still laying on the floor in the bedroom closet. And they're saying, they're pointing at the wall right above where my cat is laying. And they're saying, there is an open porthole right here. I'm like, uh, okay, what's a porthole? Well, that's a doorway to the spirit world. I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's not. And so they told me that um, there were two young boys that were constantly bothering my son and they were actually they stayed connected to him like throughout the day that's why my son was always always crying and 
very important part to note, these two little boys that had the ball, they were always asking my son to play ball. They didn't have eyes. They had big holes where their sockets should have been. I would have been pissing myself too if I saw that. Okay. But my two-year-old saw this all day, every day. So, okay. So there's two little boys. All right. There was a, a woman spirit that was attached to my daughter and watching over my daughter. So that's who, who my daughter was always making eye contact with and seeing. She was, you know, just appreciating. She must have lost a baby or something and was just appreciating the babiness. <laughs> um, and then there was um, an old man in a tank top. And of course, this is how the women describe it because I, at the time, couldn't see anything like that. An old man in a tank top who came through and he was the negative one. He was the one who was um, causing my failing health, who was... Um, killing our plant, killing my cat, um, you know, all these terrible things that were happening were because of him. And um, I also found out that um, there was a spot around the outside of our house where we kept our trash cans. And when I took the trash out and when I went around that corner, every time, oh, I got this knot in my stomach and I just felt afraid. Do you know what I'm saying? It was just like, Oh God. And I always would be like, Oh, snap out of it. What is wrong with you? Like, you know, it's not even dark out. Why are you afraid? You know? So I just, so my intuition was kind of kicking in, but I didn't know. So anyway, these ladies tell me that there's this really negative black lobulous thing that was out there. And I was told that the little boys, the little footsteps that I was hearing coming towards my bed and always stopping at the foot of my bed was the little boys, but they always stopped at the foot of the bed because just beyond that was the closet where the porthole was and they didn't want to go back in. So these women get all these spirits back in the porthole and seal it up. You know, they had a mortar mortar and pestle and um, I think they had something called Angelica they were using Um, and they sealed it up. And you know, of course, they're just moving their hands around to me. I can't see anything happening. I don't know what's going on. But I can tell you the moment that they made those motions with their hands, it felt like the air in the top floor was always hot. And we always thought it was, no, there was something wrong with the heater, the air conditioning system's not working, heat rises, whatever. When these women sealed up this portal, It felt like someone kicked on the air conditioner for the first time ever. The temperature in the air was viscerally different. You could feel it. It was like, whoa. And just as these women close this porthole, guess what? My beautiful little kitty spot, she stood up and walked away and never went back into that closet again. And these ladies told me that this cat was laying at the base of the porthole, absorbing the energy to protect her family. Oh my God. Can you believe it? And apparently this is something that animals do. And I did find that out, you know, firsthand as I got older, but this experience blew my mind. First of all, it felt like the world was coming to an end. Like every time something new would come up, I'd be like, what fresh hell is this? What is this? What's going on over here? Oh my God. 
Um, and looking back on it now, oh my God, that was like my baseline schooling. And I would not trade that for the world. Yes, it was hard. And it was, you know, and I recognize too that all of us in the family, we all are individual souls and we all had chosen to be there for our own specific reasons. For me, it was to learn and remember that there is more to this life than what I could see with my physical eyes. And that was a huge game changer for me. My life has never, ever been the same. Now, as the women were leaving, one of the women said to me, you know, someday you are going to be doing this very thing. You're going to be psychic. You're going to be helping people clear their houses. And you're going to be doing so much more than you could ever imagine. And I laughed. I was like, yeah, right. You know, like I'm a mom. I got little kids. Like that's no way. Again, because it was like a magic trick to me. And after this event in my life, I started meditating. So I bought like meditative CDs. Um, Of course, Sylvia Brown was one of those meditative CDs. Um, And uh, (laughs) James Van Prague and um, John Edwards and, um, you know, all the people of that time frame. Of course, this was a time of CDs. It was 30 years ago. And I was learning, right? I was evolving. I was learning about chakras. I was learning all this cool, amazing stuff that I had no idea even existed. But I had gotten a little tiny peek into that world with my experience. And within a year's time, I had found the woman who was my teacher. I studied with her for almost 20 years. She's a beautiful dear friend right now. Um, And I, I have helped people clear their houses of spirits and, and I do healing work and I do psychic work and I do all these beautiful things that I had never ever would have imagined. And I realize now that longing that I had, that feeling that I had, um, that something was missing in my life was that great disconnection that I had from this truest part of who I really am. And I wanted to remind you, my friend, that if you are feeling that loneliness, that longing for something greater in your life, I am here to remind you that you are a divine being. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. You're just riding around in this meat sack and you are here on this earth school for a reason. Whatever you are struggling with right now is just the stepping stones to your next lesson. Do not give up because when you get to the other side of it, the world will seem so much different. Thank you so much for joining me for my first episode of Namaste and Shit with Aina Spirit Walker. Whether you are watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, I am so grateful for you. If you want to find out how you can stay connected to me, I'm going to leave my Linktree link. And if you're unfamiliar with Linktree, Linktree is basically, it's got the links of all the things. So you can find my website, all my social media platforms, um, any events that I have going on. And there's even a link for a free chat with me if you want to learn how you can work with me. 
So I encourage you to check that out. Okay, love, I will be back soon. Do all the sharing and liking and you know what to do. I will talk to you soon. Take care of yourself, my friend.